<laughs> what did you uh did you have a problem as a kid being told to shut up and stay in line and go to the naughty corner and is that why you are like you are today <laughs> and, and actually as a kid not so much when i grew up I, I started getting worse where are you from cape town yeah beyond borneo the whole and raised you your whole life yes i i moved quite a bit like i i, I was born in mitchell's plain yeah and then i moved to all the way to Gordon's Bay and Somerset West and I've lived in Strand, I've lived in um I've actually lived around the corner, I've lived in Claremont, I've lived in um Rosmead, I've lived in you name it. I've Everywhere. Yeah. And what got you into <clears throat> martial arts or where you are today? I mean, were you one of those typical kids who grew up Mitchell's playing playing soccer? Yes. Cricket. Yeah. You know, that kind I, of thing. I I thought I was gonna be a soccer star. I was like I Soccer is my thing, and then I got into a backyard brawl once. A backyard brawl. A backyard brawl. What it was, was it about? It was actually at high school. It was. It was so. It was the weirdest thing ever. I I went to. Um, I changed schools. I'm not going to mention the school's name. I don't want to get sued. Um, so I, I end up at school, and you know the cool kids corner, and everybody's just doing their thing. They're having fun. People are standing in a circle, and there's two guys beating the crap out of one another, and. I'm like, this is very interesting. So one guy had MMA gloves, he brought, brought both to school. And then the rules were, what? you fight. Without fingertips, so you can put your fingers through it. Proper MMA gloves. Um, uh, It was very cheap ones, but yeah. I did the job. And then what happened was the, the rules were fight until first blood. And then it, it was the most insane thing ever. So the, the first two guys fought. And then... um. No one wanted to fight after that. And then I was like, well, I've seen the sport. Let me let me try on the gloves. Like, I'll think about it. Let me just remember see the gloves first. And I'm busy putting on the glove. And the guy whams me in the face. Like, because he, he, he was he was ready to go for another round. So I he had, took a cheap shot. Basically. He just took a cheap shot. And then um, we, I, I obviously grab him at the throat and they pull us apart. And then I'm like, okay, now I want to do this. And we, we go punch for punch. And um, he... I see that my one two's pushing him back, and and already when when this happened, like I was, I felt so alive. Um, I see my one two pushing him back, and and I struggle to to throw that final blow because I, I have this mercy inside of me, like I can see I'm hurting this guy, and um, there's this roller that they roll the gra- grass flat with. Yeah. And he pushes me on the roller, and I'm trying to get up, and he's pushing me and punching me and pushing me and punching me. So. I'm basically off balance while he's punching me. So now they pull us back to the middle and, and I'm I'm pretty pissed. So I'm like, okay, now you're going to get it. And I go one, two, and he, he steps back for the two. Now he steps back for the two, I, I hook him. But I catch him with my middle knuckle and I catch him on the corner of his eye. And he, he lifts his hands up as if to surrender. And he opens his eyes and I see blood drip from his eyes. And I was like, holy, did I just do that to that guy? And um, he'd been training in the sport for a while. So he's like, dude, come join my gym. You clearly have a knack for this. And then that's when it started. How many years ago was that? That was in 2011. 2011? 2011. For many years, I didn't actually have a, a place to train. I, I, it took me a long time to find a gym. Um, I, I, I had to, my parents said, listen, we are supporting you in what you want to do but this is crazy. So if you want to do this, you're going to support yourself. So I basically, um, when I when I was old enough to get a job, I got a job. I started boxing. And then the rest is history. 
So how old are you now? I'm 23. 23. So you're still a kid in terms of your relative experience in MMA. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you want to just wrap that up. Just oh, thank it you. The paper, that's fine. Um, so you're still quite young in your relative experience of mixed martial arts. Yeah. So that was 2011. And you started boxing straight after that? Or did you I kind of go like, oh, let's have a look at karate dojos and all that kind of thing? No, no. I, I 2014, I started boxing. Okay. And I said, but I was the kid that had the boxing bag in the yard, and I was there every day, every single day. I'd, I'd even have friends over, and you know, um, people are sitting there and they're smoking ubbly bubbly, and I'm casually having conversations with them, beating the bag, and they're going back to hanging with my friends, and then beating the bag. Like that's so strange, though, that your parents were kind of <laughs> against you taking this form of life, but there's a boxing bag in your backyard. <laughs> It was the boxing bag was a, a form of frustration release, but they never saw it as a serious career. They they didn't until now, like literally until I joined the EFC. So EFC started in 2010, 2011. So that was happening right around the time you decided to have this backyard fight. It had just sort of come onto television and into mainstream popularity. I, I didn't even know about EFC at that time yet. I was I was watching some UFC like uh, the Ultimate One Hundred was pretty cool back then, um, and in the EFC I actually read in the Fighters Only magazine. I, I used to buy those when it was still available. When it was still available, I was a huge fan. I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best. So, what is it for you? What do you what do you prefer? I mean, would you rather watch a great boxing fight or a great MMA fight? I mean, what are you into? I'm I'm into being challenged at the highest levels. To me, boxing was was it was a lot of fun when I did it, but it was it was just a stepping stone to get to where I really wanted to be. I just knew that I needed experience and I needed to get there. I needed to start inside the field, and I I was wasting too much time, so I was like, I'll start with boxing. Um, but MMA to me, MMA is gonna question you in in so many different ways. Um, there's there's you have to face the best in their given art. And and that to me is a beautiful thing is when you when you get to be pushed in so many different ways like even the the training oh my goodness like boxing training was was tough and was a lot of cardio and but MMA training is another thing yeah. working strength and cardio at the same time and and being able to adjust like that it's like running and then cycling and lifting weights it's 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 peculiar, but it, it, the things your body can do and, and what I've learned that the body is capable of, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the thing is that there's, so many, there's almost so many different aspects to it that there aren't enough hours in the day to train every specific thing. So you find yourself <laughs> dropping things here and picking up here. 100%. I, I think it's, it's, you try and cover like two parts a day. Two parts a day, and, and if, you, if you scramble that into six days a week, you can, you can do quite a bit. Are you a full-time fighter or do you work as well? No, I'm full-time. Full-time now? Full-time. Now, why were people calling you the Uber driver? Are you an Uber driver or have you <laughs> I, been an Uber driver? Right before I, I made my AFC debut, I was an Uber driver. So that's real? That That's real, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the crazy part. Yeah. Our, 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 crazy, our crazy marketing works is... I was an Uber driver for probably two months. Okay, so it was short. <laughs> it, was, it was really short. And um, all of a sudden, it, was just, it, it just blew up as the Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now I have to ask s stories about Uber drivers and what have you seen and heard in the back of those cabs? Firstly, was it your own car or did you, was it somebody else's car you were driving around? I was, I was working for someone else. Okay. Um, 
I've heard some crazy things, eh? Like I was, I was one time I was driving and this this is I found very interesting because they were a bunch of very bad friends. So they were on a double date. There was there was two males and two females, and they knew this other female that was seeing this guy. And this female apparently hooked up with this guy on Tinder. Uh-huh. And um what happened was they plugged the orcs in and I was listening to this girl explain the story via voice note in the Uber in the cab and I'm like <laughs> this is so th- I just I just it is really entertaining if I if I can say so. Lots of drunk people? Um quite a bit, but I've actually had some good conversation with drunk people. Like, <laughs> Good conversation. A good conversation. Like, like drunk people just generally want to talk about life. Like that, and like, they lank honest as well, though. That's yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. They forget to start yeah. telling lies about <laughs> covering up how bad their life actually is, and they just sort of open up to you, and you have like a good convo back and forth until you have to drop like, them off. Yeah, like every every literally every person that got in the cab, we spoke from the time they got in to the time they they get out. There's like. Certain questions that you just ask that get them, uh, that, that, that just get them talking. Like you, you just like, okay, how's your love life? They don't have anything to say about that. How's your family life? Uh, how close are you with your friends? And and one of the questions is gonna trigger something. You're like, you know what? That that asshole just did that. And it's just just so much fun, yeah. Now, in terms of being an Uber driver, one thing I've always wanted to know about how you guys see us in the back seat of the car and you can rate us um well how, how like ruthless are you as a driver in terms of rating your passengers i've i've only really rated one person bad and that's because i'm trying to find a solution for you and you don't want my solution and i was see if i rate someone bad i can't pick them up again Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose that. If I'm getting trouble, do you still work for them anymore? I, I don't. I fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you rate somebody badly, you can't pick. They disappear off the map. Yeah. Put it so that if, way. if you if I was right next to them and they requested an Uber, it wouldn't show up. Now, is that like a one star rating that that happens, or I mean, is it like five stars? Like we I, rate you? I think I think anything below four. Anything below four is yeah. considered a bad rating. Yeah. Huh? And if they rate me anything below four, I still can't pick them up also. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> can't find cabs at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no one's picking me up. Um, and then that only lasted for two months. Is it just something like a stopgap kind of job that you had while you're finding something else to do or it's becoming professional as a fighter? Exactly. That was my that was my life since 2014, basically. I was, I was staying up in, in uh, Samson West. Um, and the landlords had enough, so they asked then with my brother, and they kicked us out. Thank God, because things were going kind of well independence-wise, but it was going bad career-wise. So you were living out in Somerset West? I was living out in Somerset West. And then um, we, we I moved back this side, and then I joined up with Fighters Inc. Now, where is their gym, Fighters Inc., um, or your gym? One summerly. That's close to... Do you know where Maynard Mall is? Yes. So driving from Maynard Mall straight down that road, there's a pick and pay on your right hand towards side. Towards Plumstead now? Towards... No, towards Claremont. Claremont, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a pick and pay on your right hand side. Yes. That, that you'll pass by and just opposite that pick and pay is Juan Martial Arts and that's, that's the gym. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a pharmacy <coughs> across the road yes. there. And there's bootlegger. Yes. I know exactly where that yeah. is. Yeah. Wasn't it an old karate dojo or something like that? Yeah, there's, there's actually still a karate dojo. Because, funny enough, I grew up in that exact area. Oh. Uh, right up the road, <laughs> up Main. So, up oh, at the top. Yeah. So, I know that area really well. And there was always a karate dojo above Jake's on Summerlee there or just at yes. the side. Yes. And I never ever used to see anyone go in and out of there. I always thought it was like a fake shop kind of thing. Oh, Nothing uh, actually <laughs> happened. So that's where yeah. you guys are. Yeah, that's where we are. And your gym hasn't been there for long, has it? I think we've been there since like 2014 or 2015. I, I joined up in 2015. So you were living on Somerset West and then coming all the way down here to train? No, no, no. I got, I got, when I, when I, when I got um, um, kicked out of, of my place there, I moved with my mom in Arfield. Okay. And then um, that was just up the road. And, and at the moment you're living in what, Weinberg kind of area? No, I'm living in Grassy Park now. Okay. Yeah, I, I move all the time, like literally. Yeah, because you said I was right up the road from you. I'm like Rosmead Avenue. Yeah, yeah, okay. When you're living in Grassy Park, it's not <laughs> up the road. No, no, no. That was that was way back when. Okay, that was way back when. I was actually there and 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 um, Arfield Village. Like I literally around the corner. Yeah, man of the world. Yeah. Um, tell me about your opponent, <clears throat> Eleanor. What do you know about him? Because I haven't seen him fight before. I know he's got a nice shiny head. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's quite fun and 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 uh, uh, like I'm not judgmental too much on the tattoos, but come on, like a pit bull and a Superman Superman logo. So this hey. is on him. I've, I haven't like, I've seen a picture of his uh, from the promos, but like I said, I know absolutely nothing about him in terms of his fighting style. And apparently, he's got great taste in tattoos. He's he's <laughs> he's his fighting style is cool. I, I'll give him that. Like I I like the 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 fact that he pushes a pace. And I think that the people that is that is that has fought him, they were never there for a fight. They were n they were never there to get bloodied and get dirty and and actually be in a fight. So when he hit them, they started backing up, and he's he's the kind of guy that needs to come forward. If he doesn't come forward, he loses most of his strength, and everybody else was just moving back in a straight line which is one of the first rules in martial arts that you don't do yeah um i think that he 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 breaks people with with that forward motion and i think that you you they needed a willingness to fight man they needed to be able to get in there and and scrap with him because there was there's a couple of fights where, where when someone pushed him back he didn't look too happy he didn't look too comfortable so um I think that that a lot of a lot of what's what's happened is that people were just backing off too too much and 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 that 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 worked in his favor. So it's about if you show him enough respect in terms of uh, being inside the cage with him, he's going to do what he wants to you. So it's all about not giving him that kind of break. Exactly. I think that too often he was allowed to dictate, and and that was that was in, from the beginning. I could see okay. The, the, like watching the tapes, I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, how am I supposed to see this guy's weaknesses if you're not even trying anything? Like, you just you're doing the same thing repetitively." Um, his his style, from what I've seen, has has not adapted that much. Over over six over six fights, there's there's you know there's a style you can you can study. Whereas if you look at at at, at my past fights, there's there's no order, <laughs> there's no system. It is very chaotic because I mean. Like you've got a, you're new on the scene. Everyone knew you as the Uber driver, 
And now everyone knows you as the flying knee specialist. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that, that is a poster that is on the EFC headquarters offices somewhere on some wall because that's one of the most amazing attacks I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I don't know what was going through my head at that moment. Is that something that you practice? Now I do. But before then you didn't? Um, I practiced deep in... Um, so a, just the front kick, the straight front kick, the, that was it? The straight front kick, yeah. And then, you know, he was just moving back really nicely and I was like, why not just run and kick him through the face? <laughs> <laughs> and you did exactly that. And that, that takes a lot of balls to firstly try that and pull it off in a huge stage if, if, on if, television. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, it literally is. If I'm going to put it this way, I wasn't thinking. I can't. I can't take conscious responsibility because I, I'm when I'm in there, I, I don't allow thinking. I just do my thing. Like everything I train is there, and 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 anything that needs to be created will be created. If I'm not what I need to be in that moment, I will create it then and there. So you can't physically remember thinking about okay, maybe I should try a flying knee here. It's just something that. Switched and happened, and you have actually, no recollection of it. It's actually a flying teep. A flying teep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, flying knee. I'm, it is the flying teep, yeah. And you caught him straight in the face. Yeah. And you, like, that's just an improvising, adapting to what is given in front of you. Uh, yeah, basically. Basically. I didn't, I didn't think about it consciously, or, or but it just it was a fun idea at the time. And what round was that? <clears throat> that was in the second round. In the second round. So you guys had already been to some kind of a, a, a war of attrition to get to where you were and like yeah. nothing else was working. Let's yeah. try and <laughs> kick the guy in the face. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, what I was doing in that fight was I was slowly breaking him down. Yeah. And I was making him fight a fight that he didn't want to fight. Or he thought he wanted to fight. Um, I was giving him the the the, the chance to to punch me a little bit. Like I was, I was cool with his punches. I was like, okay, let's let's keep punching. And eventually, he, he took that deep breath that, <gasps> I'm drowning now, I'm eating so much, but I'm not doing any damage. And then a jab caught him and he started stumbling back. And I just knew that was the moment to finish. I didn't know what I was going to finish with. I just knew now's that time. And then, boom, through the air, kick to the face, fall on my butt. He, he stumbling backwards and I ran forward and put the finishing right hand on his face. And then that was that. Was that. What are your, um, <clears throat> in terms of the sparring that you've been doing and the training that you've been doing, have you been doing boxing sparring or have you been mixing it up? Have you been doing kickboxing kind of sparring? Have you been doing full-on MMA sparring only? How do you operate for a guy like mm. Eleanor? I've been, I've been doing all sparring. I've been doing kickboxing sparring, boxing sparring, Muay Thai sparring. Um, I've been rolling jets. I've been doing wrestling. I've been doing MMA sparring. Um, I actually had two other guys on the Cape Town card come for come for some sparring. Um, um, Kundari was there, and 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 uh, Regis was there. And Reg, yeah, 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 you mentioned that. It was quite fun. It was a it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was a new experience. But it's good for the for the Cape Town <clears throat> scene that you guys actually like shelve your differences and help each other out because at the end of the day. It's not a huge scene in Cape Town, especially Regis when I were talking about it two weeks ago or three weeks ago when I had him on. And we went to go and watch a amateur um, event out at Takedown. I was there Deep as River. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. saw you there. You yeah. were there. Now, the scene in Cape Town not being that big because that was the first event that there's been like that for probably over a good year, a year and a half, almost two years. So it's dried up. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys that you're able to call on in terms of being able to spar somebody who's high level except for 
Regis, yeah, and Kundari. Basically, yeah. Um, but what I, what I've been doing is I've been um, I've been working with people in their art. So um, I've been sparring with with pro boxers. I've been sparring with pro kickboxers. I've been um, grappling with jet skies. I've been so I've been I've been and then obviously I called Regis and and and, and Kundari out for some sparring for some MMA. So we've been we've been taking it taking it on as as it comes and then we just adjust. Um, Fida is quite flexible as a as a um, as a sparring partner. So he, the way he's able to adapt and and make the sparring um, um, so that it's 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 effective, so that it's very effective for 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 MMA and and in terms of growing my my strengths and growing my weaknesses as well. And putting me in places in uncomfortable positions and 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 positions that I I you know I haven't thrived in, in the past, and then just making so that we can we can evolve consistently and and consciously. So um, my my game's taken a huge step for this fight specifically. Like I I Ubuntu, a person is a person through other people. If not for Eleanor, I would not be what I am today. So I will thank you by thank him by KOing him unconscious. <laughs> now let me talk more about your team and your 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 gym that you come from because you guys <clears throat> are relatively new-ish. Mm-hmm. Were you at Moroccan Royal Panther when Fidar and all of those other guys were there as well? No, no. So you only joined up with Fidar after that whole split up and he went his way, kind of thing. Yes. Now he's a young coach in the game. Yeah. I mean, how old is he? He's maybe thirty, thirty-two. Yeah, somewhere around about yeah, there. That, that's around about there. How does it feel in terms of okay, my coach is maybe only a few years older than me, and there are some fighters that are actually still fighting that are older than he is. Yeah. What is it that sort of speaks to you through hearing something come from a younger person's perspective, as opposed to an older kind of coach, a guy that's been around the block a little bit more? I mean, it's a you. You must admit. I mean, it's a strange choice mm. having such a young coach, who himself hasn't been around for that long in the professional mm. game. I mean, what do you think about that kind of thing? Well, I can I can see the the work ethic. I can see in terms of what we're actually doing. The 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 way the the research we've been doing, the the things we've been working on and I've seen how effectively it's worked. Like I, I for most of my career I've fought people that are much more experienced than I was. Like I came up against against a guy with 44 fights and I only had four. And I mean we worked on simple things back then. Looking back now, it was it was really quite simple, and we dominated him. the The way we were able to 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 use an effective strategy and use my strengths and make sure that my strengths made his weaknesses look very bad, made it quite easy, and and, and then opportunity after opportunity, and every chance we get to grow, it's it's on a weekly basis. So we we push in. We we've got a schedule. We've got. It's the most professional thing I've ever seen. Um, in terms of of other gyms, I've 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 been I've been in and and what we were doing is we'll do pad work and some sparring and then bag work and I could do all of those things by myself, man. Like I, but the the the, the attention to detail of it does got is is something. It's madness almost at the way he can commit himself to something. I've I've. I'm I'm really in awe of that guy because commitment to to such an in, intense level. He's he's in the gym. He's he's one hundred percent there. His life is is surrounded by the gym. It, it's not the other way around. He makes everything happens through Fighters Inc. 
and I can see the the. I can see the, the the effects. Like when when I go out to to to, to spar with other guys and, and I'm sparring with them, I'm, I'm seeing some of the things they're doing, and I'm like, that that they, it seems like 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 I've passed that stage a while ago. Like it's it's like I'm 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 almost shocked by the the the, the amount of 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 success we've been having with with very small things. It's, it's you you make a small adjustment and the whole thing changes and it, it happens like that consistently and we put in the we put in the hours like crazy and he's he's always there one every step of the way so take me through a basic day in the life of <clears throat> yourself what time are you up in the morning what time are you at gym and fill in all of those gaps in between i think i think a day would be would be unfair so i'm going to give you a rough week okay so um in, in in competition time. Yeah. Then um I'll train Monday morning and then I'll train Monday evening. Then Tuesday I'll train um the afternoon and then I'll I'll, I'll run the night. Then Wednesday I'll train the morning and the evening. Then Thursday I'll train the afternoon, then I'll run the night. Then Friday is um I'll train the evening. Then Saturday is um sparring. Wednesday's also sparring and then in between those so Monday is 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 stand up um we do Muay Thai and um um we do some rolling and then Tuesday is strength and conditioning and um pad work and then Wednesday is kickboxing um and sparring and then Thursday is uh jets and um MMA drills and strength work and then Friday is uh MMA um, grappling, jujitsu, and then also some stand up, some pad work, and then strength work, and then Saturday is um, full on sparring, boxing, sparring, rolling, and MMA sparring. And then Sunday, obviously, your day rest. And then Sunday is my day rest. Sheesh. So that's a, it's. I mean, the program. I see you stagger it. So you'll do a morning and a, and a night and then the next day you won't do a morning but you'll do afternoon and evening is that mm. just to give you to maximize the amount of time that you have to have a kind of rest between the two yeah. i mean otherwise you get these guys who do look i'm there for the gym i'm gym i'm basically in the fight for six hours a day so it doesn't matter where i put it it's got to happen i think that that's you find it makes a difference where you structure it on the day 100 percent, 100 percent, and and because it has the, a, a similar structure there's there's a uh, there's a pattern that we can work with. So there's there's times I know I need to recover. There's times for 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 other things as well. Like like I I know that that I need to have a balanced life in order to be, you know, productive in the gym. So when when I get to the gym, I need to perform at peak. So I, the other times like Sunday is normally a day that I try to spend with family. It just rejuve, rejuvenates me. It makes me feel normal again. The interaction with other people. One hundred percent. Because martial arts is it's kind of like a it's a lot. There's a lot of loneliness in it. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of of reflection. There's a lot of self all the time. And 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 sometimes it's just good to just get that get that 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 reboost of other people's energies and and just feel that. And sometimes it's even good to just feel some negativity. So you just like I want to avoid that shit. <laughs> Um, but I, I love the way our system works because we the the rest the time for 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 me to work on my health wealth and the relationships, 
all of, all of that things is important to me. That the people that are in my life, the people that I spend time with, are very valuable to me. Um, um, and to be able to 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 just take time out and 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 give time that that is productive, time that is quality. There's a lot of community outreach that you guys seem to do as well. I've seen online various pictures of uh, you coaching little kids at uh, in some kind of a hall setup mm. or whatever that may be. Mm. Fidar is very big on giving back to the community, which is what I love about him the most. He's, he's a very, very compassionate guy. And um, what sort of work have you guys been roped into lately to be doing out in the community with kids? Well, we've been doing we've been doing a a, a little program to work with with the kids in the self esteem, um, self esteem building, and and um, you know teach them about self worth and teach them that it's okay to have um, um, goals and dreams and to value themselves and to see themselves as important. Um, we've been doing it out at Rosmead um, Primary. We go. Every Wednesday we've been we've been doing um it's it's cut off now because it's our it's our kids' holidays now but it it's it's such an amazing thing we've done we've done numerous programs but this is the one we're currently busy with and getting to know getting to know that 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 kids and see them come alive when they feel listened to when they feel encouraged when they use that that kind of passion it, and and for them to walk in there and be seen as as a hero by them it's it's it really is a wonderful thing. Like, if it's if it's ever anybody, I'd love to be impressive in front of. It's always children. Yeah, I I don't give a shit about adults. Cause, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like being judged. But in front of children, I I always want to appear my best. And uh, to see that even the, the children in my family, the way they the way they drawn to to my opinion, to the things I say to them, the way they they encouraged by it and and I spend time with them whenever I, I go to family I'll, I'll I'll sit down and have a conversation with this kid and 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 ask him about his diet and and tell him about about um what physical exercises and how to get ahead a in school and I try to give him advice and it's 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 quite a cool thing I have a, I have a good relationship with children so is this something that you do during the day obviously or that they're not there in the evenings Oh yeah, this is this is like an after school program that we that we work on. And is it you and Fidar and a couple of other guys from the gym? It's myself, um and uh Ishmael Saidi and Fidar. Now <coughs> if I could ask your amateur career, mm? I mean you fought at CFL a couple of times. Yeah. How many amateur fights did you have? Are you counting boxing and kickboxing? Yeah, let's say across okay, all, all all, yeah. Not that many, actually. Eh? I had four amateur boxing fights. I had, let me just, I think five amateur kickboxing fights, and then I had two amateur MMA fights. So it's quite easy that you went into your first pro EFC mixed martial arts fight, only having like a handful of actual fights yeah. underneath your belt. I had all the times i fought pro i fought for 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 belts i like when i fought the first, my first kickboxing fight i fought um it was an amateur fight and i fought for for the cfl uh title and then was that when it was in the cage or was it in a boxing ring no no this was kickboxing yeah but they they didn't do it in the have you ever done the kickboxing in the, in the cage, cage at cfl no, uh, all uh, right uh, I, i've seen it and i actually <laughs> i quite like it it seems like fun it does I think that kickboxing in a cage is better than kickboxing in a boxing ring. I just think it's 
from a perspective that there's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide and you can't get punched through the ropes and you oh. fall through the floor yeah. and land on your head. That's a very important thing. What, what I did enjoy about the ring was you could corner somebody. Okay. That was that was quite fun for me because I knew how to keep them there. That was that was I, I just loved the the corner for of just just to be able to stalk someone down in that corner was a lot of fun. I never thought of it that way. Oh, that corner is actually very important a, to a, be able to stop somebody from moving. A huge it played a huge role. And and also to to know how to get out and then make them be in in, in the corner. And and this some this is something we were doing um, um at Fighters Inc. and I knew that it was advanced because I never saw anybody else take advantage of it. And I, I, I've been watching people, but I like—I I didn't see them really use that and go for that. And it's such a good weapon. Have you ever done MMA in a boxing ring as opposed to in the cage? Ah, uh, yes, I have. You have, and what do you think of the differences between it, those two? It's shit. It's it's really being shit. in the ring. Yes, because getting pushed up, the whole clinch work against the cage is is gone. Yeah, because you can't really do anything, and and. The moment someone's trying to push you against the against the, the ropes, um, the ref is kind of halfway stopping you. It's it's and there's it's people trying to bounce the ropes so that you come back exactly. inside the ring. It just doesn't give you permission to really work with the clinch, and um, I think that's 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 quite important. So you would have had it coming up in old pride fighting days. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my first my first MMA fight was in a cage. I just, I just, I think you, you were. Like I was the announcer that time. Yeah, yeah. Which means it would have been CFL. No, it was APFC. APFC. Yes, I fought. I fought in the you in the main event. You fought yeah. Shane Braff. Yes. Was that your first MMA fight? That was my first MMA fight. Yeah. No way, because that was like only a year and a half ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, this is just out of this world. And Shane, I think Shane had had a couple of fights, but also not many. But definitely more than one. Um, and you're able to take him out in his was, own event. Yeah. As the main event. As the main event, yeah. I actually got a nice little bonus from, from Liquid Blast also. They gave me um, 500 bucks for, for KO of the night. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. I was like, shit, let's get food. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what your home life is kind of like. You live with brothers and sisters, or do you deal it by yourself? No, I live with my girlfriend now. Okay, um, it's 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 quite recent. We've been uh, we've been going out for like two months now, and or, or I was telling you earlier that I moved a lot as a kid, and and I was I was always moving to different households. And what was difficult was I didn't have a lot of structure, and and um, that that messed with me a little bit. It, it, it helped in some cases, but it didn't help in others. Like in terms of meeting people and and getting into a, into an environment, I, I'm pretty, pretty. That's pretty easy. But in terms of having a structure and a system and 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 and, and following a set by set pattern, the rules day by day, that's something I still struggle with. So um, having having this situation, it's it's so perfect for my career because I have balance. I'm I'm starting to form balance and it, it 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 puts me in such a tranquil place it's to come home to my own environment be in my own head eat my own food mm. um i've you know you develop a relationship a, a different relationship with yourself and and also with your partner and and to have someone that i also trust to that level it, it really is an amazing thing in school were you the kind of kid who was always getting into trouble into fights or having problems with authority uh, yes, I was. Yeah, you'd seen yes, the top. Yeah, the 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 name troublemaker came from my principal. 
All right, what school yeah. was that? I was at, um, I moved schools many times, like eight times. Were you moving schools because you found that you were getting better uh, offers to be somewhere else, or were you asked to leave? No, <laughs> uh, no we, I moved a lot. I moved a lot. Okay, but so I, I it was, was through moving areas a lot. I was dismissed in my last year of school, though. In matric? In matric. They, what they, did you do? <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, if, if anything you say to me now is going to impact on your future, your career, your contract that you have with EFC, or the relationship <laughs> you have with this person in the room right next to you, you don't have to say it. No, no, no. It's, just, it's nothing. I was just, I was just a, uh, a kid that was, I was working out. Here's, here's what it comes down to. I was bullied for many years. Yeah. Because um, I moved so often, I was put into situations that, that um, I took the back step too often in my life. And what happens is I, I grew this, you know, that, that comfort zone, that, that, that point where I would not pass. And, and that, was, that was getting bad because I, I literally would do nothing. When, when, when people uh, uh, try to assert, uh, assert their authority on me, you just took it. I just took it. And um, it's actually why I have such a good threshold for pain, but besides the point. Um, and in high school, I decided I had enough of that. So... Whenever that feeling came up, that feeling of fear, that feeling of, of feeling stuck, I fought against it. So I started v voluntarily bringing up that feeling. So by catching on crap, I was causing fear in myself. And then by f seeing it through, I was beating that fear. So it might have, to, uh, to the outside world, looked very fucked up, but I, I knew what I was doing. So I would do this weird, risky shit just to, to, to get over that fear. And eventually, what happened is when I came into a fight confrontation, because I had beaten fear, I wasn't stopped by that anymore. And I, I started to gain confidence. And I started fighting back. And as a means to just defend myself, I went through all of that. I, I basically reprogrammed that, that fear so that I could, I could stand up for myself. Um... And I take it in the kind of areas that you grew up in and you moved around in, we're not talking about kind of like Bishop's Court here. We're talking oh, about areas yeah. where shit goes down. I, I went to I went to a Mitchell's Plain school. Yeah. Um, it was an all boys school. And when there's no females around, it's barbaric. Let me tell you. Let me just tell you that. We yeah. had this we had this thing um um called a, a birthday. Now, when it was your birthday, this is a fucking birthday celebration. People would stand around you. When it's your actual birthday, we're not talking about a metaphor for something else. Or, no, 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 when it's your actual, actual birthday, birthday. All right. People would stand around you and slap the shit out of you. Like they'd sing for you and then happy birthday. And then one guy slaps you and the whole group slaps you. And that was your celebration. So you basically just got beat up you for your birthday. You got beat up for your birthday. We got beat up every day. Every day I was fighting. Every single day. Whether it was a, whether it was a, a fight... For 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 you know kind of you have that system. You this guy's gonna beat this guy up. This guy's gonna beat this guy up. That's the guy you don't mess with. I needed to be one of the guys you don't mess with. So because I I just sick and tired of it. So I got into situations that forced me into fights where I would just I just you know what if you're gonna say anything to me or step to me with that kind of energy, I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Whether you beat the crap out of me afterwards, as long as I punch you in the face. People are going to stop. And um, I think I developed a hunger for it at that, at that stage. I think I, I started to to enjoy the process a little bit more. Um, I wasn't the biggest kid in school. I was, I was quite small. Um, 
but I I I I fought I fought my way out of it. I did, and then um, I think I got a little bit too much into catching on 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 crap, and then um, well, I there was a there was a, a bucket. I stole the 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 the, the handbell from school. The handbell. The handbell. Okay. And then, which is generally I, quite I a sacred thing for any school I, I to have. I can't even. I can't believe I'm admitting this. So <laughs> I, 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 stole, I stole the handbell and I cut the electric bell. So there was no way of ringing the bell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like complete chaos. <laughs> then the principal was running around with the whistle. Then somehow, somehow, the principal found out. Somebody ratted you. Out, Somebody ratted me out. So I found that person's bag, dumped it in a in a in a in a bucket. Um, the bucket was filled with urine. Oh no! I don't know how the urine got there. I don't know how the urine got there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that was that is the last that they saw of me. <laughs> what did you do with the handbell when you had stolen it? Where did you stash I, it? I I took it home. I, I went. <laughs> <laughs> did your mom not say what? What is this? No, no, no. I was staying with my grandparents at the time. Okay. What I, I, see, what happened that day is I walked into the office and I, did, I, I, I spoke and, and nobody listened to me. Okay. So this is what caused you this to steal the handbell. This is what, this what caused me to steal the I listened. Nobody spoke to me. There's five people in the office. I picked the handbell up. I rang the fucking handbell. Nobody looked at me. I walked out of the handbell. Nobody, nobody noticed the damn thing. So I was like, fuck it. I'm taking it home now. <laughs> And then the reason to cut the electric bell was just like fuck you. That's yeah, I was like, I was like, you know what? They don't have this. What are they gonna do if the wires are cut? <laughs> what what are they gonna do next? <laughs> now, did you ever get you got busted for this? Obviously, somebody ratted you out. What was the punishment for that? Um, th- at that point, I'd, I'd probably gotten suspended like nine times. So they had from had, the same school. from the same school. They gave me second chance after second chance. So they just had enough, and then they were like, you know what? We have to expel you. You you don't come back. And legit, I wasn't allowed to go to my my matric dinner. I was none of that shit. I was gone. It was like fuck you. Is get- this what caused you to get expelled? Yeah, that's that. the handbell. That no 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 the the um the the urine in the bag situation. Okay, which yeah. was caused by a handbell. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was caused by a handbell. <laughs> so basically, your theft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, private property is what caused you <laughs> to get kicked out of a school. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. you, you obviously you finished Patrick. Yeah, I did. Okay, so and you're still able to do your exams and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I st- I just barely scraped through. Um, luckily there was after classes that I, I attended that, that 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 got me that that little bit of knowledge to just get me. Like I I got an H in school. I was I generally did very shit in school. Um, I don't, I don't but clearly your talents lay elsewhere out of school. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like, like I don't see myself as a stupid guy, and I love research. Yeah, I just it's got to interest you. My no, my self worth was so low. I had no self esteem, so I didn't give a shit about learning for myself. I I was there to do something for someone else. I was there to fulfill a role. Like okay, I'm filling a gap so that my parents. My parents are okay with me being here. They they want this for me. This is gonna make them happy. It was never like, holy shit, I want to go to university and give myself opportunities because I had lot. I had quite a bit of teachers telling me, listen, what the hell are you doing? I've had a conversation with you. You can do better than this. And I, that wasn't my interest. My interest was 
getting to to believe in myself. I needed to believe in myself, and that's what I was forcing for. That's what I was fighting for. Um. <clears throat> so you weren't really the academic type at all. Mm-mm. During school, like in terms of sports at school, did you play sport at school? I did everything. You did everything. So sports field is where you were at all yeah, the time. All the time. I at at school when when we had any events like like um, um the athletics, some people just wouldn't pitch, and I'd run all the events. Like I was like under I was like under under fifteen, I think, and I ran under fourteen, under fifteen, under sixteen. I tried to run under 17. I came out of one sprint race and walked to go to the next one. And they told me, you can't run two races after each other. Go take a break. It, it amazes me because the more you start to see it, when parents worry about their kid who isn't doing well academically or anything like that, but he's hell of a good on a sports field. But they keep pushing for the academics to be the thing that he has to take the most care of in life. Which, yes, to a certain extent, you must know how to do basic math. You must know how to do – because it's not just learning how to do the math, but it also it, it forms logic building in your head. Yeah. How to build things logically, how to understand things logically. And I understand that. But parents put too much on their kids if they are failing at at math or failing at a particular thing, but their kid's really good with a guitar. Yeah. So if that's what he's good at, why don't you just let him do that? Because clearly that's, that's what he's good yeah. at. Yeah. I think that that um, people have a, a, a the, the school system, they have a, a setup that, that they think that if you, if you follow the rules, if you follow from step one to step E, then you're going to be a success in life. If you go to school and you study and you, you do well and you go to university and you get a degree and you get a good job and you raise a family, you are a success. That's what it means to be successful in our society. But you've never taken a risk in your entire life, Ex- so that's you've, probably you've what it is. You've never felt anything. You've never felt what life really feels like. You've never put yourself in a difficult situation. I, 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 I'm consistently speaking about things like this, especially to my family. And I say, you know what? Have, have you ever been out of your comfort zone? You, 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 you're not striving for happiness. You're striving for comfort. That, that I think that, that a lot of people get that, that sense of security and then they, they feel that's what, what life is all about. That's not what life is all about because you're miserable and you're getting all this il- ailments and all of this because of the shit you're eating, because of the habits you're forming. You have no healthy relationships. Everybody, you've never met anybody from another country. You've never been to another country. You've never seen things. You've never asked. You've never questioned yourself. You've questioned other people and you thought, okay, I'm doing a little bit better than that guy. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not doing anything. But you're eating a whole bunch of shit that, 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 that's causing diabetes. It's causing you to sit on your ass all day. You smoke so much cigarettes. Mm. It's like you're holding a baby in your hand and you're smoking a cigarette. How? Why? You, you, you f- and you think it's okay. You do see a lot of that. It's, it's legal. It's, yeah. it's legal and people put that as, 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 as it's acceptable. Yeah, it's, there's a reason I can do it because the government says I can do it. Exactly. I, I turned pro um, and, and um, my grandma asked me, so when are you going to go study? I was like, what? <laughs> What I'm I'm, do, I'm I'm literally loving my dream. Did you not see my last twelve yeah. years at school? They weren't really that good. <laughs> yeah, you were there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was she always the one who got called? Um, no, it had actually varied. Thank okay, goodness, because I think do they for, <laughs> do they give you the option for you? Who would you like us to phone today? <laughs> that you know, at one point that I, I started giving the wrong number and, 
and he he of just pulled he out did. he just pulled out like a page and and there's like different people <laughs> in my family <laughs> 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 call there's a whole bunch of numbers. Pick the, one. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I'm going to call them. They're not picking up. One of these are going to work. Oh, that's crazy. So how many schools did you go to? Um, in in high school, I actually just went to two. Two, okay. Yeah. In in primary school, I went to seven. <laughs> yeah, wow. literally every year. Every year. But I, I've been put in some sticky situations. And it's been it's been awesome because I've... I've yeah, but you also seem like the type of person who happily puts himself in a sticky situation as well. Yeah, and I think it's because of that uh, that upbringing. Like sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? There's the easy way, and then there's the way that's gonna be. This one's gonna be good for a story later on, and and this is gonna make me feel a little uncomfortable. But I'm I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fun doing it this way. Now you're we got <clears throat> what two weeks until fight night. Um, no, Where Saturday. Is it this Saturday? This, Saturday. this weekend. I'm so lost because one public holiday in a month throws me off completely. Yeah. <laughs> and then I know there's a whole bunch coming up. I'm going to be out of town for the event anyway. I'm not going to be able to watch it live, which is unfortunate. But what is this last week going to basically encompass for you? This how are you, how are you, with a, with a, with a eye towards getting ready for actually walking into that cage? You know what? What the last week to me is more of a spiritual thing than anything else. The physical's done. I'm I'm obviously gonna you know um, rev the engine a little bit and 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 sharpen the make sure everything's nice and sharp and 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 keep everything smooth. But the last week is a very spiritual week. It's it's uh, actually one of the best times in my life um, because I really having eaten no food and you know having to be inside of your own mind and the rest and 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 just. Just make sure you're in a good space. Is it's it's so beneficial, and and something about not eating really allows you to connect to that. Like people are always complaining about cutting weight and whatever. Yeah, it's not the best thing, but there's so much advantages to it. There's there's so much. There's there's a lot of spirituality in it. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think that. In life, I think everybody should prepare for at least one fight because they will know how to con how to control the the internal chatter. They will know how to how to silence their emotions. They will know how to how to converse with themselves honestly. They will know how to I've done what I needed to do. Now let the process take over. They they will they will give themselves that reassurance. They will bond with themselves, and that's what the last week means to me. Is it means to me. To be honest with myself, to 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 really feel who I am on on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, physically. Okay, physically you don't feel so much because the pain's healing. On fight night, you just when you start eating that pad, it's just like, oh my god, is this what I'm capable of now? But um, that last week, it's 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 so much of just feeling yourself. There's a lot of quiet time. There's a lot of time that I spend in my head. See. I'm I'm gonna give away a little bit of 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 what I do is I converse with myself in the future, so I I go into my head I go into a quiet place and 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 him and I talk, and he lets me know how everything's gonna go. He plays out every scenario, and he tells me no matter what, it's always for your progression. So I have faith in that. I I trust in that because he's been through it, so he knows. So the, that that gives me that that. It's okay. No matter no matter what happens, as long as I go in there and I do my utmost best, I can feel I can feel proud of myself. I can feel happy. I can feel 
joyous and, and oftentimes I, I tend to switch the lights off. So that's what I'm coming to do. And in terms <coughs> of your weight cut, are you cut? Do you cut a lot of weight to get down to to the scale, or are you not too much? No, I I'm currently I walk around on about sixty four in training. And you need to make. And I need to make sixty one. So, so even when you out of competition, you're still only a couple of kilos above your fighting weight. Yeah, and that's just a comfortable thing. You've never. It's not as. I'm sure you watch what you eat mm. between fights, but. You don't balloon 10 kilos above no, no. what your fighting weight would be. No. So is your weight cut then, the actual cut part of your weight cut, really left for the last 48 hours before weighing? Yeah, mo- so, mostly. Because, I mean, you're sitting here right in front of me now. You look very comfortable. I mean, your skin's a good color. You're, yeah. You don't look like you're drawn. You, I can't see cheekbones. Nothing. I, you know what? I've, I've even had pasta this week. So that's amazing because yeah. I've had other guys come in here and they look like they're close to death i don't i don't believe that that cutting a whole lot of weight to fight a smaller guy is the right mindset to me i i want i want the best challenge possible i want i don't want martial arts is not about the bigger stronger guy it's it's never been about that martial arts is far too pure for that so obviously it's gonna make a difference if it's like you know 15 20 kilos that that's going to be quite a difference but in a in in like a 10 10 kg ratio you should be able to play with that you should you should feel comfortable in in yourself and and in that space like i love this new rule that the ufc's got where you can only cut 10 10 percent of your body weight it's it's absolutely beautiful because you don't have a guy that muscles his way to the top you don't just you don't just bully the smaller man you, you you get in there and you you actually so show your skill. You actually show who you are as an individual. You 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 showing this huge expression, and now you want to do that by muscling someone. Is this a relatively new rule that they brought in? Um, it's it's quite new, yeah. Okay, because so, this is the first time hearing about it. So, according to an EFC contract, you can't cut more than ten percent of your. No, body this is this is UFC. Oh, UFC. Sorry, I thought you meant EFC. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, no, the UFC's got this rule. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware of them doing it. I just didn't oh. know. I thought you meant that EFC, EFC. had followed suit oh, wow. and are doing the same thing. Yeah. But I think that's brilliant. Would you be capable of getting to a lower weight class? I would, but I'd look, I'd look like shit. That's when you'd start to like I'd feel the like death shit. warmed up, yeah. kind of thing. Because I can, if I if I really try and 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 maximize, I can walk around on sixty two, um, and then. Cutting from there to 50, 57 shouldn't be that difficult. No, I wouldn't imagine it would be. Um, so it's it's possible, but it's not it's not what I'm into. Yeah, I'm 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 not that kind of guy. I, I want to I want to I don't care if he's a little bit bigger. It makes it makes no difference to me. When he gets punched in the face, he'll know. And it's also it's about like what you <clears throat> you can't function on not eating mm. and not drinking and. Like I know of a, a a a professional boxer, and he had trouble making weight, and he was eating. He was a, his coach was allowing him to eat one boiled egg at night, one cup of water. Oh shit! He was on that kind of a diet. Yo. And he was like the before weigh-in, he was just spitting into a bucket, and he was spitting so much that his lips got chapped on the inside and started bleeding. It was it, it was an absolute mess to watch this man. Oh, f- especially for the last mm. couple of days at the weigh-in and. Mm. 
it's dangerous what you guys do to yourselves to do, to make that kind of weight. And I'm glad that they well UFC's instituted that ten percent rule. Mm. I think that's brilliant. Mm. It's either that or make more weight classes so yeah. you guys have got more options. Yes, I mean boxing. There's eighteen weight divisions, but there's eighteen different choices that you can make. Yeah, depending yeah. on where you are, there's always two or three weight uh, classes around you that you're capable of making. Mm. Whereas th- you guys don't have much of that choice. Yeah, I actually see that for the future. I see that in the future. I see that more happening. weight classes, more weight classes. I, I think that would be brilliant, actually. And I think the whole the whole setup where where people are now crossing weight classes. Yes, I think that is that is that's exciting for the fans. Everybody everybody loves that. Uh, I'm gonna go fight the bigger guy now. I'm gonna move around here. Yeah, people people like that, and 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 creating more options is exciting to me. I I like that 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 there's more you can play with. So I'm all up for more weight classes. Um, I do think on the cutting weight issue, I think that that the ten percent rule should should be enforced globally. That, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel that 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 you should be able to cut that amount of weight, and and also it makes for a one round fight. You 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 get you got one round maybe around and a half of you. good energy that you can burn and then you're stuffed. Yeah. So how much martial arts is about expression? I, I want to see who you are when you're fighting. That's what I want to look at. That's And you're robbing yourself of that. You're robbing yourself of the peak experience. I, 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 that, to me, that's what it feels like. That That's what I'm I, I'm hearing when I hear about all those weight cuts. And I'm like, how do you get in there and be comfortable? How do you get in there and feel like you can you can do your utmost if you're not coming in there as your, as your best? In closing got to spend most of the this hour with you talking about your fighting your career your mm. theft of <laughs> high school objects um when you see eleanor in the cage for the first time and that bell or the hooter goes what is the thing that goes through your head or is it like do you just switch off and go into like full-on instinct mode do you not really remember the kind of things that you are, are sort of picturing in that fight i i all i know is his eyes that's that's basically all. That's all you're looking that's at. That's all I'm looking at. If he if he doesn't make eye contact, then his shoulders. But as far as as as, as every fight's always been, I've I've <laughs> I've I've loved in in my opponent's eyes because everything is there, everything his fears, his insecurities, his strengths, his ego, his overconfidence, everything. His eyes will speak everything I need to hear. I can't wait for the way and just to see the stare down. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can people catch you on social media? Any uh, at handles, uh, hashtags, or anything yes, that we should 100, know about? 100%. Um, Troublemaker Faiz Jacob, that's that's my, my Facebook page. And then Faiz Jacobs 101 on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Well, Faiz, congratulations for getting this far in life. Thank you. Thank and you. I mean, you speak to future Faiz all the time and he tells you everything's going to be fine. Then I'm going to trust what he says as well. Yeah. Best of luck for this weekend. Um, and I hope that uh, everyone who comes on to this show before they've had a fight, you know, they're all undefeated. So you're not going to yeah. lose that fight, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you very much for joining me today. And thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. That was an absolute pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, folks. Thanks.